we here at Choices and Chismes have some breaking news we need to address. Uh, we do? Yeah. I heard that a very, very important birthday passed. And oh, we did nothing about it. <laughs> Our activism was, was low on this birthday. Um, yeah, I know. I'm totally the worst sister ever. Hey, Ricky, love you. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Feliz cumpleaños. <laughs> okay, mm, that was weak. Sorry. <laughs> Your sister is sort of the worst, Ricky. I'm sorry. Um, no, I'm kidding. I didn't even <laughs> shout out my sister for her birthday, but... I think Ricky deserves a huge shout out because he is actually our biggest fan. Chris's brother actually got all of his friends in middle school to listen to all of our episodes. All of them. They all actually discuss it during lunchtime. You know, <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. He deserves a shout out. Happiest of birthdays to the best, Mr. Ricky. Oh. He's the coolest. And I don't just say that because I'm his favorite co-host of oh my God. and Cheeseness. You know what? Most of the time when I talk to him now, it's like... Oh, remember when Juanita said, and then he inserts from the episode, then he's like, she's such bae. I love her. You know, I mean, I need a bae. So Ricky and I, we need more birthdays though, Ricky. You need to get older, but yes. All right. All right. All right. Let's get this really started mm -hmm. though. Five, six, seven, eight. Shouldn't you be counting down? No, because when you're dancing, ugh, oh, my okay. yachis don't know nothing. Oh. Okay, 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 okay. I'm Juanita. And I'm Grecia. And, and this, this is Choices and Cheesemas. What? <laughs> that was that was good. That was perfect. Cheesemas. Choices and Cheesemas. So unlike other episodes, everyone, mm -hmm. this might sound a little different, but yes. it's because... We have the pleasure of being face-to-face, -face, you know, just looking at each other, <laughs> staring into your sweet eyes, Grecia. Looking uh, at those curls. <laughs> so <laughs> creepy. We're getting creepy. No, uh, but Grecia is actually in Washington, D.C. What? What? Yeah, and so we're super excited to come together for this episode, but we have some good and bad news. We do have some good and bad news. Which one should go first? Definitely the bad news. Get it out of the way. Oh, okay, yeah. fine. I was hoping you would say the good news, but <laughs> this is our last episode in a few weeks. Mwah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we have some good news. Yeah. You want to you wanna sh share them together? Can we? Can we? Can we even coordinate this in person? In okay. person. Okay. okay. We, we have our second <laughs> season. I was going to say, we're coming back for a season two. <laughs> yes, season two. Numero dos. Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to miss talking to you, though. I know. I'm going to miss our audience mm. and being in touch with them. Yeah. yeah. Which one was your favorite episode? <sighs> That's so hard. I mean, okay, when I met Diane Guerrero. That was That dope. was super cool. That was dope. But then when you met Grijalva, it was also super cool. I was yeah. like, that's nice. Yeah. Which one's yours? I'm thinking. Mm, honestly, our astronaut yeah. episode was so fun. I learned so much. So cool. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah. I actually watch all the movies that Fernandez yeah. recommended. So mm -hmm. I was, yeah, that one was great. I also really like our first one. You know, we were so new, mm -hmm. so babies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> little podcast babies. Yeah, little podcast babies. I'm actually really happy we got to begin 
you know, in the same room face to together, face. face to face, and and face to face. Yeah. Although next time, I think we you need to come to Tucson or Nevada or wherever I'm at. That'd be amazing. Yeah. I'm ready. Let's go. Vámonos. <laughs> but, you know, we're only gone for a few weeks, so mm-hmm. we will be back with a season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so stay tuned for that, everyone. Yep. And we will bring you a lot more choices, a lot more information, a lot of how to be part of the resistance against Trump and Trumpism and just a lot more chisme, huh? Yeah, super chisme. I mean, there's going to be a lot of chisme coming our oh, way. Oh, gosh. Crazy chisme, yeah. too. Yeah. So. And bad chisme and good chisme. <laughs> so, yeah. But before we continue, mm-hmm. there's one cool project that we wanted to highlight. So the idea here is that this online community exists mm-hmm. that is called Six Word Memoirs. Mm-hmm. What they do is they collect stories in six words exactly and publish them on their website, which is aptly named sixwordmemoirs.com. <laughs> they describe it as, quote, a simple creative way to get the essence of anything from the breaking news of the day to your own life mm. and the way you live it. And Six Word Memoirs community mm-hmm. is teaming with Fresh Off the Boat to collect people's personal immigration stories. Oh. Obviously in six okay. words. Uh-huh. So don't give me any paragraphs. No. All right. Yep. Have you seen Fresh Off the Boat? Oh, my God. I love Fresh Off the Boat. It's so funny. (laughs) Emery is my kid. He's so funny. I love him. I love him. I love him. So, yeah. Have you seen it? Um, I've seen a few episodes, to be honest. I'm so busy. I don't watch TV. No, I'm kidding. Dude, whatever. (laughs) I just haven't had a chance to catch up. but, But, yeah. Do you want to explain the show? Yeah. So, Fresh Off the Boat, it's an ABC show based on an immigrant experience, but also just second generation kind of like covering Mm -hmm. what does it mean to integrate into American society and Mm -hmm. making that balancing act between being proud of your heritage, being proud of your culture, but also adapting. It's also one of the few spaces in which Asian American families are at the forefront of telling their own story. For sure, man. They they should pay you for this promotion. That was really well <laughs> hey, done. Fresh off the boat. Fresh off the boat. We will take your money your happily. <laughs> yes, yes. No, but um, so the idea of the six word memoir is to collect people's stories in six words, mm-hmm. particularly their immigrant stories, and so they'll be collecting the best stories in a book called Six Words Fresh Off the Boat. Stories of Immigration, Identity, and Coming to America. Oh my God, that's awesome. Yeah. So anyone can submit their story and you can submit it on their website, which is sixwordmemoirs.com slash F-O-T-B. Obviously for fresh of the boat. Yeah, I was going to be like, <laughs> if you didn't catch that. But you can also submit it on their Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram using the hashtag sixwordsfotb. Again, for fresh of the boat. <laughs> for fresh of the boat. That's such an interesting idea. I'm so curious what people are going to come up with and how are they going to describe such a personal place of migration and triumph and, you know, sadness and diaspora, <laughs> but in such a, you know, short yeah. amount of time. What would be your 
six war memoir of migration well no actually this is why i brought up the project clearly <laughs> i think you're gonna struggle with this so i want you to try it out i okay you you do one and then i'll do one okay hold on so i only have six words um hold on becoming a mariachi in foreign lands there <laughs> you and this mariachi i have yet to see her close to any musical instrument i don't believe it but wow that's a good one actually i mm -hmm. think that was really nice thank it you it was uplifting too yeah mine would probably all of my immigrant stories are downers so let Aww. me think uh i tried to think of some prior to coming here so i could win against you <laughs> um so my first one colombian no I don't sell drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? No, I don't sell drugs. You got it's it. five words. But you got Colombian at the beginning. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, fine. Um, do you have another one? Yeah. Do okay. you want more downer ones? More of my downer poetry? Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, why are we laughing? These are serious, emotional. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm sure it's conveying the feeling that you want. No, I'm. When okay. I was thinking about this, I was thinking mostly of like my originally how it was when I moved here, mm. right? So like, mm -hmm. I guess your immigrant story continues for as long as you live somewhere else. But yep. I was really thinking about like that parting that moment, part. which brings me to packed one word, mm. whole life in one bag. Oh, yeah. I know they're downers, but it's true. <laughs> I bent. I can't remember when when we moved and just kind of feeling everything is an unknown, right? Mm -hmm. Everything was foreign. Mm -hmm. So I just I would say my next one is strength and courage in the unknown. That's so positive. I can't even <laughs> take it. <laughs> it's so positive. God, <laughs> that one's great though. It's so good. I'm such a downer. Migration is both beautiful and courageous and heartbreaking. So mm -hmm, I is. love that we complement each other. Yeah, it's a, it's a good thing. Keeping yeah. the balance. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, remember to submit your own story at sixwordmemoirs.com slash FOTB. FOTB is refresh of the boat. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram using the hashtag sixwordsFOTB. And if you do it on social media, use our hashtag as well. We'd love to hear your stories mm -hmm, as well. Mm -hmm. Hashtag choices, chismas. We're particularly active on the Twitters. Yeah. So join us there. Yeah. And we might read some of our favorite ones on future episodes. That yeah. would be cool. That would be a good start to season two. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to be famous? Submit your story with our hashtag. <laughs> well, I'm definitely going to submit my my the ones that I came up with because they were so great. Um, but I hope you submit yours too, Juanita. <laughs> switch downers. I got to come up with a happy one. <laughs> well, we have to super switch gears here and talk a little bit about the reality and, you know, Different topic, and as much as we want to avoid it and not talk or think about it, I don't think we can. You know, shit's about to get real. Yeah, <laughs> damn. We've all been hearing about the the hate crimes and how we define hate crimes. It's a crime motivated by racial, sexual, or other prejudice, typical one involving violence, whether it's physical or verbal. 
and we've seen that after election and we've heard on the news that people all over the country are experiencing hate crimes. Some people are even losing their lives. We heard the story of a Pakistani man being beaten to death in Wisconsin. We have the examples of people being harassed in the BART in the Bay Area where, quote, quote, it's safe. So we know that they're happening out there. Have you um, seen or, or, you know, experienced stuff here in D.C. or heard about it uh, here in the East Coast, Juanita? I mean, I've definitely heard about it, and there's mm -hmm. various of our partner organizations that are working to gather all of the information um, and empower people to respond to the crimes. Mm -hmm. And we know that it's nothing new. There has always been a segment of the population that have backwards ideals about what does it mean to be in power, what does it mean to be superior to others, and that they base that either in race, gender, mm -hmm. um, sexual orientation, and other things, mm -hmm. right? However, we are seeing an increase, and yeah. we know, or I believe you have ideas on what is motivating that increase, right? Um, do I? But uh, <laughs> no. no, I think that a lot happened during our election, right? Mm -hmm. And seeing Trump come into power sort of excuses, mm -hmm. seeing someone who used hate as his main tool, whether it was racism, xenophobia, or sexism, really has empowered some of these people to believe, to continue to reiterate these thoughts in their minds and mm -hmm. believe that they are in the right. Yep. Well, I totally agree. And at the same time, we don't want to just mention the hate crimes. We actually want to give you some tools for how you can react when things are happening, because we know that most of you are uh, people, people of color or allies. And yeah. we want to make sure that you have at least some understanding of, of how to react. So the best examples that I've seen on Twitter, social media, is when people join together. Either you're being the victim of a hate crime or other people, uh, you're, you're witnessing a hate crime. Don't engage on a one-to-one -one because you have lots of allies in in spaces that there's other people around you, right? Mm -hmm. And then it becomes less of a one-on-one -on -one match, um, mm -hmm. but rather it's an invitation for others to be part of shutting down that process. So how I would engage it first, I would, from the top of my lungs, scream to that person, stop, mm -hmm. uh, because then I have the attention of other people. And you have to kind of turn around and yeah. look at directly at some people and say, hey, can you believe this person is acting this way? Help me show them that this is not the American way. This is not the way in which we act in this community. Mm -hmm. And you can even do silly things. You can even say, like, can, I'm going to boo. Can you help me? Yeah. Just boo. You yeah. Know? Or there were other there was another example on uh on Facebook that I really liked that it was a guy that someone told him um, to go back to where they came from. Mm -hmm. And he was like, Wisconsin, I was just there. <laughs> and yeah. then he was like, did my mom send you because she <laughs> wants me to visit? You know, so just we need to encounter, we need to react to racism and hate in a, in a different way than before. We can't, we should be angry and we are angry, but we also need to have different tools in our toolbox to be able to 
ask others to join us in that mm-hmm. process. And, you know, you had some yeah. important things about safety, right? That is yeah. like how when you are reacting to that, what are the things that you need to keep in mind? Yeah, I completely agree. There's mm-hmm. a way in which when someone's attacking you, they have all of your attention. And so mm-hmm. making sure you're turning around and trying to find those allies mm-hmm. and engaging them in their perfect advice, I think. Yeah. Um, but I think the other thing to think about is safety, right? Think about yourself in that moment mm-hmm. and figure out what what threats are, are coming to you. And, and for those of us in the community surrounding them, realize that the person who is being attacked cannot be solely responsible for stopping this they are yep. at risk in that moment and we all need we can't ignore these moments mm-hmm. if we all come together around them we'll be much better able to stop them so let's really think about the safety of one another and we can't expect someone who is already being attacked and whose safety is already in danger yep. to take up the torch and fight for all of us yeah. in that moment and if you're alone in in that moment either witnessing or experiencing mm-hmm. a hate crime always find that like either walk to or run whatever mm-hmm. you think it's uh, safer to crowded spaces yeah um and honestly like a little bit of human and eye contact goes a long way mm-hmm. always make eye contact with other people and ask them you know directly to their eyes help me stop this yeah. i will do this can you support me mm-hmm. and at the same time as there is a lot of fear right like mm-hmm. don't don't allow their pressure to enter your sphere mm-hmm. right like it is a moment of fear, but you mm-hmm. are in the right. You mm-hmm. belong in this country. You're yep. here to stay. Yep. You have a right to be a woman or to be of any gender mm-hmm. as that is happening. So believe in yourself and ask for the community around you to hold this person responsible. Yeah. And the other thing is that in the digital age, we all also want to document this. And although documentation is important, don't first take out your cell phone and try to document shit. Like first act and then mm-hmm. document because yeah. as much as you want to be Twitter famous and Facebook famous and whatever, yeah. like you got to first make sure that people are safe and don't engage on a one-on-one. Always say, hey, us, none of us agree. Stop this. None of us agree. I think what you've given, the tools that you're given are perfect and since we're short on time as well, we should probably move to our second serious topic of mm-hmm. this conversation, which is we need to talk about DACA and the people who are currently relying on it. So let's start by reminding all of us what DACA even is, right? Mm-hmm. So DACA stands for Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, and it was an executive action passed by President Obama to protect those who arrived in the United States as children mm-hmm. from deportation and enforcement proceedings, but also gave them the opportunity. A lot of these younger generation were, were students that had just graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it gave them the opportunity to use their skills and find jobs. And contribute to their and, community. Yeah, yeah. Not that they weren't contributing before, but right. to without fear right. and with a permission contribute to the community. Mm-hmm. And so now we find ourselves in a moment in which Trump has threatened to take all of this away. And that could affect a lot of people because their information is actually available at this time uh, within the government, right? And so we've gotten a lot of questions Mm -hmm. from some of our audience about what this could mean for them and what they should do. And take into account, neither Grecia or I 
our lawyers currently. And I know. So, we have the voice for them, but we're yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. I, I look forward to being someday. But the first thing that I want to say is try to consult with someone mm-hmm. that has a law degree, right, who is a lawyer and who is practicing, ideally within the immigration field. But even if you know a lawyer, I'm sure they know another lawyer who is working in immigration. Mm -hmm. Additionally, there's plenty of organizations holding free consultations for legal help, whether it is on DocuBlack, who I volunteered with recently, Mm -hmm. or whether it is your local organization in Maryland, for example, CASA in Baltimore held one of those Mm -hmm. events. Uh, And so if if you have questions, definitely make sure to find someone that you can ask those questions to. Mm-hmm. Our friends at NILC, who, which is the National Immigrant Law Center, mm-hmm. have come up with some provisions, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest questions is, I don't have DACA right now. Should I apply? Yep. Their response currently is, it's best to not apply at this time. What you can do in the meantime is just in case we don't know what's going to happen with the program, we have to see what the new administration is going to do. You can start getting your papers together, get your application together, and then once we know, you can make that decision. But Mm -hmm. for right now, NILC is recommending that you don't go ahead and apply. Mm -hmm. However, if you already have DACA and you have to renew, at this point it's a lot less risky to renew your information. And I know that at this time... USCIS is trying to expedite the process of renewal. So Mm -hmm. if you can and you already have DACA, their recommendation from NELC is go ahead and renew. Mm -hmm. And like you mentioned, this is a choice that you have to make, taking into account your own situation and your own family status. Yeah. And the cheese me that goes along with that choice is, for example, President-elect Trump all of a sudden kind of flipping again and saying, oh, maybe I will do something for the dreamers. And the truth is, I think... Our experience at this point is that someone who is so flippant already about Mm -hmm. the lives of immigrants and the lives of people of color is someone that we at this point cannot trust. And so I think we really have to wait and see what the administration is going to do. Do not guide yourself by these flippant moments. And so do what what will most, as Grecia said, protect Mm -hmm. your family. But we, in a way, actions speak louder than chismes. Mm-hmm. And we have seen that he has been nominating racist, xenophobic people for his cabinet that will be part of the implementation and the guarding the Department of Homeland Security. So Jeff Sessions, Steve Bannon, yeah. all of those people are part of advising him and part of his cabinet. And now we need the Senate for them to stop them. Right. Right now, I think it's up to us and moving our representatives to ensure that immigrant lives as well as people of color lives are protected in this new administration. And there's a lot of turbulence and confusion about what is real and what is not. So always go with a community organization first so that they can recommend you to lawyers that they trust and they work with. Yeah, I think that's a great point, Grecia, which... Brings us to the Reform Immigration for America blog. Mm -hmm. We've listed a bunch of organizations that are trusted by our teams that are throughout all 
the whole country, whether you're in Arkansas or whether you are in Nevada, there are people out there doing this work that you can connect with. So if you go and check out the reformimmigrationforamerica.com blog, mm -hmm. you will find a list of all of the organizations that we recommend, uh, including some hotlines that you can call, their phone numbers and their websites. We'll go ahead and put a link to that blog on our website yep. as well. And the one really important thing to, to do, I think, Grecia, you said it best, is we're looking to our senators and to Congress to really come together and figure out how they can protect people. And that means that we have to take action as community. And we can't sit at home and simply watch this happen. Yep. So we have so many possibilities for action right now, mm -hmm. everyone. Yeah, but we want to highlight one. Uh, January 14th is the day of unity and resistance. We mm -hmm. have immigrant rights organizations in partnership with African-American civil rights organizations and allies of all kinds of walks of life to come together to say, if you want to come for the immigrants, you have to go through me. So January 14th, mark it on your calendars. If there's an event that you want to attend nearby, email us. Uh, choices and chismes at gmail.com choices and chismes yeah. at gmail.com or you can also write us from the website and we'll see the email and we'll connect you to the closest event happening but if you live in an area that you know no one else is going to be doing or organizing anything get together with a family at your church at your kids' school, and just talk about the ways in which you can protect one another. It doesn't have to be a big event. You don't have to be chanting or marching. Sometimes it's just about connecting with one another and asking your elected officials, whether it's the mayor, your congress member, or your senator, hey, we have this group of people that are part of our communities, that are part of our children's lives. What are you going to do to protect them? That's all it takes. That's mm -hmm. how democracy works. And I know we have been talking a lot about what election day and voting. But, you know, we also said November 9th, be ready for the fight. And the fight is here. Yeah. So January 14th, get connected with a local event. Or if not, just organize your own little event. We'll yeah. walk you through it. Yeah, we'll definitely walk you through it. We're also going to post a link on our website to a place where we will list all of the events that are happening throughout the country for January 14th, the Day of Unity and Resistance. And you can go there and also input your own event that you are planning so other people can mm -hmm. attend. You can also sign up for our SMS list. Oh my God, yes. I signed up so many people. On Thanksgiving, I was like, give me your phone. <laughs> <laughs> Forceful sign up. <laughs> they need to they need to know what is happening. And and sometimes, you know, you don't have time to like call your friends. So I was like, I know you're my friend. I know you love me. I know you love yeah. immigrants. Give me your phone. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Definitely. And I think that more people out there could be doing this. So sign up for a text messaging tool, which you can do by texting the word justicia or justice, depending if you want it continue to receive information in Spanish or English mm -hmm. to 69866. So the word justice to 69866 or justicia to 69866. Mm -hmm. So it only takes a second, but you will receive a text message connecting you directly to an event in your area. Mm -hmm. No excuses, you know, text, mm -hmm. Facebook, email, 
meetings, everything, we all have a responsibility to protect the families and the community members that we love because we're not just going to let our country repeat the mistakes. We know that our Japanese-American brothers and sisters experience that with the internment camps. We have seen it before, and we will not let it happen. So be part of the resistance and sign up in any way you want. And that's all we have for you today. Yeah, that's all we have for you, folks. Uh, I'm so ready to tear up. This was such a serious episode for our last episode, but I definitely don't want the season to be over. Mm -mm. Uh, We should have a chosen cheesemas party and invite everyone around the country. Yes. (laughs) Podcast with us. Yeah, podcast with us. But but the great thing about it is that we have a season two coming. Yes. I'm excited about that. Yeah. We have so many ideas and so many things we want to share with you. Yeah. My little sister, who is documented, reminded me the hardest thing to be right now is happy. And that's what we want to make sure that you are, that you don't forget about being proud, being loud, and being happy with where you are. Because... You know what? We're not going to be organizing people in gloom and doom. <laughs> we have to be organizing from a place of love and a place of resistance and a place of community and solidarity, you know? For sure. And before season two, we'll definitely drop by and say hey now and then. So please, please, please make sure you're subscribed on our iTunes or wherever you get our podcast. So you don't miss those smaller hellos or even the beginning of season two. Mm -hmm. And rate us on iTunes. Tell us what you think. Not just so that we can find other people who are interested in in collaborating with us, but also so that we can work and respond to your thoughts. Yep. Five stars only. (laughs) Oh my God, get out of here. I'm inviting all of you to tell us off. Okay, tell us what you think. Five stars only. (laughs) Fine. Thank you to Sarah English, our amazing producer, who I am also finally sitting right next to. Thank you so much for believing in this program, for making everything happen. So Mm -hmm. we we love you. I love you and adore you. So our music is composed by Vanessa Ramirez and performed by Grupo Bella. Special thanks go out to Michael Saldarriaga, Tara Walsh, Elise Rojas Cruz, and... I want to second that thank you to our producer, Sarah English, without whom none of this would be possible. Mm-hmm. But the other person without whom none of this would be possible is Madame Grecia herself. So thank you so much. I'm so happy to see you face to face. We have such beautiful faces. Thank you, Juanita. <laughs> <Such a> fool. <laughs> thank you, Juanita. We, you know, we did it. I can't believe it. We, yeah brought you uh, this episode and all the other episodes on behalf of Reform Immigration for America, fighting for immigrant rights since 2009. You can learn more at reformimmigrationforamerica.org. So with that, I'm Juanita Monsalve. And I'm Grecia Lima. Nos vemos! Ciao! Oh my god, I didn't do it right. (laughs)